0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org.
1: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Chicago. This is the Chavrusa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. I'm Kalman Warch. Kalman, uh, it's very hard not to be affected by these parshios that we've been reading, um, and not newspapers, but on Shabbos, but the, what we've been affected by the events of, of Safer by Midborne. Uh, They are so uh, stark, and uh, they really speak to not only our times in terms of what does it mean to, to be a community, but they also have such tragic elements to them uh, that we can't stop thinking about them, even more than, I think, any other sections in the Torah. So this week, of course, is Parshas Chukas. And one of the things that I think is is, is really uh, part of what gets everybody talking about is Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, inability or the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu will not go into Eretz Israel. right? Parshas Chukas is, is maybe it was meant to be, maybe this was just going to happen from the time of the Meragam. There's a lot of different angles on it to understand what exactly his chet was. But I actually want to zero in on something else, which has to do with a conversation I was having with you uh, a while back. And that is, Chazal tell us that uh, and I can't find the exact Medrash, but I know if we looked long enough, our listeners could find it and people could find it, that if Ilmole, Moshe, uh, was was to go into Eretz Israel, that there would have been, the Messianic age would have, uh, the Mashiach would have come, and the Beis HaMetrash would have never have been destroyed. And we start off with this idea, not just of, of trying to figure out what Moshe's head was, but also Dealing with that alternate possibility of had Moshe lived, had Moshe been able to go into Eretz Israel, how the world would have been different had Moshe and not Yeshua been the one to lead us into Eretz Yisrael.
0: And, I, I th- I I, and, and of course, I, I think everyone who's listening is also probably aware that there are many such examples given in, by our sages about what ifs in, in
1: the Torah. Right? And, and and this one, I think, is a classic. How the world would have been different had Moshe lived, had Moshe gone to Eretz Israel, how we would have been different. And I think you can even take it all the way back. And again, I I, I had a mental note, because uh, uh, go to all the Ilmole's or Ilu's or Ilmole's that uh, are found in Chazal, just to throw out a couple of them. One of them was, um, you know, had the uh, uh, had Adam Arish, had Avram Avinu been created first, right? That that had Avram Avinu's neshama been the neshama that would have graced um, uh, humanity, yeah,
0: or, or, or even the most classic one, which would be what would have happened if Adam and Chava would not have eaten from the tree? Right. I, I think that that that
1: that's probably the one. No, you're that... right. That's yeah. that I, that should have been the first one. Had there not been, had Adam not. and again I can't find the exact Chazal in the Zohar or whatever but part of what we've heard about is that that we wouldn't be here right there would only this whole idea of of, of the millions and millions of human beings that populated the world would not have occurred what would have happened instead was I don't know (laughs) there would have been eternal life for Odom and Chava and I don't know how many more souls there would have been how many other humans there would have been but these Maimarim exist right and and and, and you, you let's get your take on what you believe these my are really about and 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 i think that many of us like ourselves who are living today and with the influence of 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 the highbrow lowbrow uh, constant streaming culture or gro- like i did you know uh, growing up uh, i had you know three parents i had my mother and my father, and then I had the little black and white uh, television that 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 rested in an aron kodesh, you know, in our house, it was you you had to open it up like you were opening up mamish the the and deep inside of it, with this was this small little black and white TV. Did you, did you recite Bereshmay every time you. <laughs> it was it was the most impressive thing I remember of a piece of furniture because you needed to open it up and then you would you would stare at it. So as a child who nursed. At the at, at at the breast of the cathode tubes of 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 those tele of the television, I was what was coming into my brain was all these uh, uh, movies and specul and movies which of course were built on 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 speculation. I have to tell you that that um, one of the most dearest memories that I have, and of course we ended up graduating from that old black and white to like a huge black and white <laughs> that, that, that became obsolete a couple of years later. And finally, I remember we got the color TV. But when we had the huge black and white and we we're able to actually sit on a couch and we didn't have to stare at it like this, I have, so, I have such dear memories of uh, spending uh, December 31st evenings uh, with my mother, Ola Sholem. We didn't have to go to school January 1st. We weren't so, you know, in Memphis, they understood. You're not going to get anybody to ride to, 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 to get on a bus. No, you're not going to be able to get the bus drivers to work. So school was off. And January 1st was a total day off. But December 31st was very special to me because the local television station would show, starting from 1030, um, they would show Frank Capra's classic, It's a Wonderful Life and i would watch it with my mother every single year and now it, it most on most uh stations and again i'm not trying to bore you here you you didn't grow up in america but most stations it was shown on christmas because december 25th because it's a movie that deals with uh you know the spirit and of course it's it has christian a lot of christian aspects to it Uh, But we watched, for some reason, because the movie ends with singing Old Lang Sy, you might remember the very last scene, uh, they're singing Old Lang Sy, so because of that, these television uh, gods in Memphis decided that they were going to show it on December 31st, and I sat with my my mother, I, I, I will probably say six or seven or eight years in a row, watching this film and looking forward to having this time to stay up late and just take this into my in into my consciousness. And we all know that this film is really in a way for many people the defining what if scenario what what if of a person. I think you're familiar with the film now too as well aren't you Colin?
0: Yeah, I think pretty much everyone is familiar with the film and and the idea of the what if and I think that for you maybe it is more special. I mean ignoring your uh, um you know uh De- debatably objectionable uh, metaphor to your third parent, but um, but
1: uh, you've covered yourself. Don't worry. The Illinois Center of Jewish Studies only uh, only sanctions the part that Rabbi Warch, who is a was an employee of that institution. They, they do not sanction the ten ninety nine characters that resemble
0: uh, anyone <laughs> in real life is purely by accident. Uh, anyway, so but with that, I, I think that that. We, we we do tend to to give a lot of um um a, a lot of meaning to this what if question,
1: and I think that there are a number of reasons why we have to be wary. Well, let, just, let us just just say what the what if there is as well. Okay, we've talked about what if Adam and Chava hadn't sinned. What if Adam Arishon was not the first person created? What Chazal telling us this, and Chazal telling us what if. You know Moshe Rabbeinu had gone in. Right. So the what if that's here? You know we're not talking about a, a figure out of Tanakh. We're talking about someone that came out of Joe Swirling's imagination, the screenwriter for um, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." What if this quote-unquote George Bailey character uh, had not been part of the world? Right. He, well,
0: I don't know if we want to get stuck in that story. I think although that 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 film does a particularly if I may, wonderful job of illustrating this but, point. But, 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 but again, I think it's really about all of us. I mean, that's you, right. you've got a hundred of these, I've got a hundred of these, everyone listening has a hundred of these. You know, if I'd only walked down a different street, if I had only, um, you know, turned, made a left instead of a right, if I'd only, we've got a hundred of these. And right. the question is, is that an appropriate processing? Which, so what I'd like to suggest is that it's actually a really dangerous way of thinking. And that it isn 't necessarily as as healthy as as it 's made out to be as if these kinds of exercises are somehow going to give you this great inspiration uh, that 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 this film or any of the other um, takes on this theme right. seem to suggest
1: well, let me just throw one thing in before you move on from the film, which i 've glowingly described as so much part of my childhood and you wanted to just walk away from. I know that this is not Siskel and Ebert or any of the at-the-movies shows. You can listen to other podcasts on our uh, on our platform to hear stuff like that. But I do want to just point out, because I know many people here have watched It's a Wonderful Life. The The problem with the film is that the film tells you what the world would be like if you had not existed. And therefore, look at all the changes you make as a human being that wouldn't have happened had you not lived. But the film should really be about, and it wouldn't have ended the same way, I think, is let's say, as you just pointed out, you would have been, like Robert Frost said, you would have taken a different road. You would have not made those decisions that you made. More like what Chazal are are talking about. Uh, And not what would the world have been without you, because... We all have influenced and changed things in a way. I think what, what eats at many of us is w- w- maybe things would have been different had I done this, had I chosen a different life path, a different life partner, a different w- way of looking at things, a different city to live in. That's really the question. And you're telling me, Coleman, that you believe thinking about this and wondering about your what had been is really negative and is really uh, paralyzing and it's really unhealthy to do that. I think that's what you're saying.
0: What I'm suggesting is that people will use this to somehow um, explain that where they are is unjustified and where they are is unfair to them because it was, if I may, a simple twist of fate that, that, that brought them there that brought this person to this place, and therefore they tell themselves that, that really the alternate reality is their real, I think people go there, people tend to think, and I think that what the movie illustrates, and I'd like to raise a second point, even though maybe we can focus on that later a little more, which is the point that you don't even know what the truth is. In the movie, it's said, well, had you not done this, look at this terrible thing that would have happened, that person would have destroyed their life. That person would have had a horrible life. And because you were here, it's a, everyone's got a wonderful life. You get a wonderful life. You get a wonderful life. You get a wonderful life. Everyone gets a wonderful life. When that isn't really, you don't know that, right? If a person says, you know, had I only invested in, in Apple when it first came out, you know, where would I be today? And yet we say, had you invested in Apple the next day, you would have been hit by a truck but but because you didn't you're still around today so we don't know anything so the exercise is futile because you don't have knowledge but but before we go there I think what let me ask you and what are you looking to gain maybe I should ask you to present what does a person gain from this exercise if 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 again they're just guessing you're just okay. guessing. So let's, to go what, back to where we, guess.
1: let's go back to where we started. We started with Chazal. Chazal do that, right? Chazal, no.
0: I, I, want, I, want, I want me to make that clear. You ask me a question. You want me to answer? I'll answer, okay? Okay, but you can't. I'm asking you in terms <laughs> of, for me,
1: for you, why uh-huh. is it important? Not for them. They're different. Kalman, as I used to tell you when we were physically together, hold on, it'll become clear, all right? <laughs> all right. So let's first of all talk about what Chazal do. Right, what did they gain by telling us that if Moshe Rabbeinu had lived, we would have had uh, the Mashiach? What did they gain by telling us that Adam Marishon not been choyte? Right, what they're telling us is a a method, giving us a method to deal with where we are today as well. It isn't just to kick ourselves in the head and saying, Boy, this world is now makoko because this didn't happen. Um, part of what we need because we are people of imagination. We need a narrative. And the way you create your narrative and to come to terms with it, just like in a way George Bailey does in the film, the way to come to terms with it and maybe even alter things is by having the contrast. The same way the Maral says, Yediyas Achasu," that the only way you know something is by knowing what the opposite is. We as little tiny beings need a narrative in the story. Obviously, from God's perspective, there everything is muhrach, right? Everything is muhrach. The Bria has to happen the way it happens. Human will to change things, to alter things, is in a sense an illusion that can never be shaken. I, I, I don't know if you need to go ishbitz in order to
0: in order to defend your position. I mean, even if we assume that, 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 that there are actually, um, you know, um, infinite options, and, and not that
1: whether you like it or not. I don't know if we need to go there. You don't have to, but 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 the point is we I'm I I am I, I do things with the knowledge of Ishbitz, but with also the distinct understanding that we know Ishbitz is true safe That at the end of days we'll see that everything had to be this way, and this is the way everything was meant to be. But as we're getting to that spot, what allows us to continue is to contrast and to think about what if and what was. Now, sometimes that's going to, that's going to, as you say, to paralyze us. It's going. I, to I'm, I'm asking torture. you again, you're telling me, you're still not telling me what the actual gain of the exercise The gain like. is, is, first of all, it's impossible to just do what you say. You want to say, look, and I think I'm, I'm putting it correctly because we had a conversation about this a long time ago. So I remember what your 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 impressions are is that you know you're dwelling in the past you've you've made those decisions, do the best you can as you advance and as you advance look if you're going to constantly uh, kick yourself and have consternation over what you didn't do then you're just going to wallow in in, in, in lost possibilities and you, one one second my answer to that is, is that human beings, in order to progress, need to feel that they are part of a narrative, that it isn't that we just, eh, today is the first day and there isn't anything past. We, are, we constantly are, are able to arm ourselves by seeing ourselves as part of a story. The story that we know is happening to ourselves becomes a story when we contrast it to an alternate story. The story that we live in has life when it becomes the second possibility or the first possibility to something else. Unless we imagine what could have been, we really don't jump into where we are. It becomes just, okay, one other day. A narrative is created, like I said, from the maral, from having the yin and the yang. So I think what Chazal gain, and I go back to Chazal, what Chazal gain, by telling us, well, you know, uh, you know, if 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 Mishol Vazar, would have been beaten up, right? They would have been, they would never have gone, right? They would have just been murdered, the they would never have done this great act of Maseras Nefesh. Well, 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 what I, are, I think that's a great example. But let me let
0: me clarify a point because I I think I think it, 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 I'm a, I feel a little bit misrepresented because. We're not talking about that a person shouldn't consider the past. Right? Everyone agrees that you have to go back and look at your mistakes and, and learn from all the past experiences. That, and I think you gave that off a little bit. I, I'm not of the position that the past is the past and you don't think about it. What, 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 I'm, what I'm talking about is to take that sort of fork in the road which you had in the past and, and say, I could have gone down this way and I could have gone down this way. And, and instead, I went down that way. And to then say... For someone to be able to say, and had I gone down those paths, here's the things that would have happened, that's where I'm objecting. B- because, because number one, what are you gaining from your guesswork? And number two, your guesswork is is has no legitimacy except for just being a guess. I, you know, I'm sure you you recall, I when I was a child, I was not a fan of the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Seriously, I refuse to read them. Because the first time I opened it up, I came, you know, if this is your choice, turn to this page. If that's your choice, turn to that page. And I turned to one page and I got one. And then I said, I wonder what would have happened if I had gone to the other one, went to the other one. Then then you're simply asking me to flip a coin. That's not me choosing my adventure. So, so, so it, it, the whole concept that like if you want me to choose my own adventure, give me a blank page and let me finish the book. I think that I think that what happens is when we do these things we're 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 fantasizing about what could have been and what would have been without any knowledge, only to maybe find some solace in a in a um fictitious Scenario that we are writing for ourselves for our convenience. And that's why I'm asking you, what are so you gaining? We, from you, how that? You, Again, not rehashing the past, but from
1: telling the present based on those other choices, what are you gaining? You that? know, everything is a fictitious scenario. Even the, the what I carry within my own mind about what my purpose is, is a fictitious scenario. You're not letting me finish, Colin. Every single time, we, whatever we do, is a scenario. In terms of our mind capability compared to the creator of the world who has a purpose for us, we are just little dust motes coming up with the, the worst ridiculous demyones, and we know that.
0: And we're not all, talking about all, whether our imagination, wait, is, whether so, our stories, we're talking about specifically that. No,
1: so we all operate with a razan etra, which is a dimion that we create. And, and whether, again, it's it's very geschmack to talk about it. It's very geschmack to write about it. But we know that from a scientific perspective, from a biological perspective, from a God perspective, from a Kabbalist perspective, it's going to be very different than the story we tell ourselves. If you agree with me that we need to tell ourselves stories, then we also, in order to put, make our story comfortable, we need to have the alternate to to and to say, it could have been this way, but you know what? That's that. I now know that it's this and not that. If I don't have the old, the one that didn't happen, then I don't appreciate and understand where I am now. Uh, uh, again, you need Hanukkah number one. I'll I'll do it simple. Hanukkah number one is we are imaginative beings that only live, and that's why narrative fiction takes us so much we need to have a story to promote our lives every single one of us when we wake up in the morning we just don't take our medication and then run to shul but we've got a plan for today and also what is the story of warch and what's the story of kivilevich that story is is, is you every single thinking being tells themselves a story of where they are at. They might not be able to write it like Dickens or Hardy or Stephen King, but they are telling themselves a story. In order for that story to work, in order for you to be able to be functional in that story, you also have the story that didn't happen. And that story is because we are based on those memories. If we don't think about that, I'm not talking about living in a fantasy world, but recognizing Hmm, you know what? If you would have, if this is where it would have been had you not done that. Um, and, and I think, unless we have those two realities, unless we have these two realities, one of them is not a reality. One of them is just, as you say, a, a, a fantastic imaginatory type of possibility. But that is the thing that gives real form and structure and strength to the life you're living. Uh, let, me, let, let, me, let, let me give you another example from Hazal. Chazal say that Vayif and Kovako, right? That Moshe Rabbeinu is about to do probably the most important, as the Rambam says in Mere the act that symbolizes Moshe Rabbeinu for all time, right? The, the the courage to be able to stand where nobody else did, to do something that was that that, that was went against the grain. Aish Negerazarem, right? Here he is, the, the person who was raised in the palace, going in and killing uh, an official from the government that he is supposed to be the prime representative of and and, and defending uh the the, the the slaves. So he does that act. Before he does that act, right, which is really the prime moment that becomes Moshe Rabbeinu and defines him, Aif and Kovakov, Ayark Kienish. So Chazal, of course, did not want to say that he was just like a f- looking around furtively and saying, oh, I don't want to kill anybody with anybody looking. But Vayar Ish means, Kovako means, he was already, in a sense, Moshe Rabbeinu with a, a tremendous gift of Ruach HaKodesh. And he was able to see that had he not done this, there's an alternate reality. And what's that alternate reality? The Mitzri lives. And the Mitzri lives. And he was able to see Children and other children, and somehow he was able instantaneously to take into his mind that none of these children would have really contributed to the world, and therefore that says, "I can now make this choice and kill you, and there will not be those there will not be those children um, now. I, I hear the comparison,
0: but I, i'd like to, I, I'd like to disagree with you in your attempt to make this comparison. Now you may accuse me of splitting hairs, but but I think the whole universe is is leaning on nuances I, I think that there's a big difference between when you're standing where you are and there's a fork in the road, and you say, based on the, my best understanding, if I go right, then the following will occur, and if I go left. then that's what's going to occur. So to look at these two realities or possibilities in my future, I think is is absolutely vital to, to decision making process. And not just to say, well, I'm going to look at what the effects are in the moment before me, but to see and to follow where that's going to go. That's different that's very, and that's what Moshe is doing. He's looking ahead into the future. That's very different than when we, you're already somewhere and looking back in the past and saying that had I done differently, not if I choose differently now, but had I done differently in the past, here's where I would be. That's where I'm disagreeing with you. And I think the difference between them is is is
1: significant. Okay, but you already admit fifty percent that an act that, so we are happy that Moshe took this act because had Moshe not taken that act, we don't know if he would be Moshe. And we also know that there would have been Generations to come of this very uh, 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 sadistic person, and none of them would have contributed anything yes. to the planet. And the
0: exercise you're describing now is not the exercise that Moshe did. That's your exercise of had Moshe not kill the Egyptian. But Moshe's exercise isn't had but, I not killed the Egyptian, it's if I
1: won't. That's future. And, and in the but what future, was Moshe you know, looking at? What, what Moshe was looking at, an alternate possibility of his life. In there the was future, an alternate. That's beneficial.
0: I'm, what I'm saying is, alternate pasts are are pointless. Alternate
1: futures are 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 how we make decisions. Whenever Moshe goes on in his life, and Moshe, of course, has troubles after that, but Moshe can be assaged by the fact that had he gone the other way, this is what would have happened. Moshe that's Rabbeinu.
0: That's that's you. That's you making that suggestion. I, if I if I may, I'd like to. Uh, I'm gonna,
1: I, I, it's clear to me the fact that Chazal attributed this to him that probably Moshe in his times of, of distress and there were many uh, in fact I will not even say something else about Moshe we know that the, the Ebenezer is, is very dismissive of uh, the missing years of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Moshe Rabbeinu if, if you remember um, the um, we talked a couple of, a long time ago we talked about Val Kilmer you might remember, uh, and and Val Kilmer uh, has the schuss to have been the voice of of the Prince of Egypt. You might remember, correct?
0: think the Charlton <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I
1: don't know. In some ways, I think the Prince of Egypt is, is a superior he's a, film. He's a bad Batman and an even worse Moses. He was a worse Moses. But anyway, but but you might remember, of course, uh, that, that 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 Moshe Rabbeinu has what happens to him from Val Kilmer to Charlton Eston. Where are all those years? So we have a, a, a literature, which we call Spharm Chitzonim and, and Haggagryphia, and we have the story of Moshe Rabbeinu. And, and of course, as you know, uh, I think there might even be in Chazal in a certain place. I don't remember right now that it was yeah. Melech B'Kushar I, I yeah. don't know the provenance. It, it, it does appear and it's certainly cited by, by Rishonim and Aferonim. Right. right, the Sefer Yoshar whoever wrote the Sefer Yosher, wasn't Rabbeinu Tam, but whoever wrote that Sefer Yosher... It wasn't
0: someone in the 20th century, that's for sure. I,
1: I am not trying to, to put it in the garbage heap. I'm just telling you, it's not the, 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 the father of the of the Tesis, and it wasn't Rabbeinu Tam. But anyway, the point is is that in... in is that your alternate past? <laughs> well, the Sefer Yosher in other places talks about Moshe being a Melech and what he did there. To me... You know, and the Ebenezer says, who cares, right? You know, he says, I don't, these, these are all Demelianists, they're all fantasies. But he himself cites it by the Ishakushis, right? That's the um, b- But, but yeah. he says, he says, do he says, don't pay any attention to them. They're all, it's all to him. Uh, he dismisses. Listen, we, talk, we can have a share about Ebenezer. His attitude to Chazal was in many ways dismissive as well. Im and kabel, okay? Im and kabel. So the Ebenezer is, is anyway... That was his job. Yeah, I think that's a whole other discussion. About, about the Ebenezer and whether we should invest. But here's the thing. I think if I could speak to the Ebenezer, I would say to him the following. Uh, Rebbe Avrom, how you doing? My father Elvishol, by the way, was very... He used to spend Shabbos afternoon... Bing Ma'ayan and the Ebenezer and the old Macros Gedolos. He loved it. Maybe it's because the letters were uh, in, 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 in Ksav Ashura's script and, and the others weren't. But he loved trying to figure out the Ebenezer. He would he would just, he'd love finding, figure out what the Ebenezer means. But if I could, I would speak to the uh, to, uh, to Ezra and I'd say, look, <laughs> you might be right, but it's important for us to think about Moshe. What if, let's say Moshe had been influenced, like Yisrael tried to sort of influence him according to Chazal, and not gone, he wouldn't have gone back to Eretz, to go back to Mitzrayim. Le- reading Sefer Ayosha and reading about Moshe's 40 years as Melech is important for us to see, hmm, this was the Moshe had he not been our leader, but hmm, this is interesting. Where would he have been? What he would have done? And that allows us, let me just finish the point, to appreciate what Moshe did for us having that fantasy world which was which, 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 which our sages or writers have, have, have done it isn't just like you say find your own adventure people have done it we've been doing this from the time of Chazal on these alternate possibilities because yeah. the alternate possibilities is what allows us to find succor and coming to terms with where we are and what the choices we've made
0: let, Let me again say, to say, if Yisro convinces Moshe, we wouldn't have had Moshe. I think that's still in the area of what I say is okay. I mean, that's going back and saying, had I not made this decision, things would have turned out differently. It's the guesswork as to how it would have turned out that I'm having issue with. And again, I don't read those stories of Moshe as an alternate reality that in some parallel universe amongst the infinite parallel universes, in one of them, Moshe's king of Kush. I think if we if we got ourselves a time machine and we went back to Kush, we would see King Moshe. So, so I, that, that, that's you're a tumim. You're a tumim. <laughs> he was. He was. A, 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 an incredibly great person, even right? Without all the, the right, levitation. I agree, and therefore he would have used that, He'd been that, something that. right, and, and I assume he was right. So that, that maybe and maybe we need a separate discussion on how to figure out which madrashim are literal, which madrashim are theoretical, which are metaphorical. That's 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 an idea for a few, but but again, this process I'm allowing for, and if I may, a famous story, a famous story everyone says over the story of the natsiv who when he published his uh, safer the macdover right? he said well, i when he published the mac Shaila, he then told the story of how I don't want to repeat the story all listeners can look it up of of how his parents had wanted to put him into a, an apprenticeship with a watchmaker and and he says to himself, had that happened, I would have come up to Shemayim and they would have said, Where's the hammock Shela? And I would have had all these watches to 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 but that would have been it. So I think that's a healthy exercise because what he's saying is, I had this choice, I could have been a watchmaker, I could have been, I, I could have been a Tamad chacham, and I chose this way and um, you know, um, you but know but, but he wouldn't have been able to say and he didn't say that had I become a watchmaker, here's what would have happened next, and then this was what would have happened. That's exactly what he, was, he was did. You watch-
1: actually proved my point, Kalman. He actually, no. he had in his mind this image of this Bala Boss who was making watches, and that was something that was in his brain. He and, was and able and that, to contrast that, was, that with what he became. That was at the point of decision. Thomas Chacham, our watch, so you said it would have become he a watchmaker. He still talked about it. I'm,
0: I'm still, still okay, but I've conceded that moment where you could say, listen, had I chosen to go to medical school, I'd be a doctor today, right? I, I, you could say that, but you can't say, and had I been a doctor, I would have been at this city and then I would have moved on to that hospital and if... and, and How that, do you know?
1: The, the, the you more real... That.
0: That's what I'm saying. The more That's real... But that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And it's a wonderful life. And in, in all these examples you're giving,
1: we're saying, and had this happen, here's what my uncle okay, would have not. Look, I'm not, him. you know, now you're misrepresenting me. Now you're misrepresenting me, okay? Well, tell me what but, I said, That First of all, you totally misrepresented me. The story of the native the, the Nitzv's speech at the Hamak Shayla, uh bash, where he celebrated the fact <laughs> that he wrote the Sefer. And by the way, by the way, since this is my, yeah, I know. You're, I'll
0: point out to the listeners for you that Rabbi Kivelovich happens to be one of the world experts on the
1: Torah. The Torah. Okay, not, no, it's, it's my family. You know, my again, my zayde was was over there. I no, named I, him, I, I named I, my son after Rav Chaim One of the things that I'm not the, debating the okay, with you. I'm okay, debating the Torah. okay, no, no. So let me tell you, no one knew who he was. They knew he was he that he was the Reb uh, uh Aiden. They knew he was the Adam of Rabbitsela, but he was actually considered inferior uh, to to Fried, who was the older Adam. And people didn't know who he was. He wasn't considered like this super uh, incredible charif, and people would just see him, you know, going over stuff and going to uh, making trips to libraries and and sitting there writing his things, and people said, oh, "Who's he? Like like why did Rabbitsela take him as an Adam?" And then when the sefer he worked so hard to get published, and People saw what this was because the Shultz had been sort of like, you know, uh, close the book, right? Yeah, okay, Rabbi Shia Pick wrote stuff, but he writes on everything. All of a sudden, it's he wow, this is the man that we sort of like shunted away on the side, but this was the one that nobody took notice of. This man is somebody. So, when he got up there to speak, you can understand why he actually talked about who he was and he made those choices. Again, you know, people who say the Nitzv was not bright – or was not that quick or are obviously doing a disservice to him. But in a yeshiva like Velocian, where everything was about the sharpness, then it was probably yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't he didn't play the same game the others right, were playing. Right. And he and he probably did not have the same harifas as his famous antagonist, the the Beis HaLevi, did. So when he talks so about right, the solemnities of the solemnities. Well when when he talks about this, and he talks about the those the research that goes into being Machaber on Shiltos, first of all, allowing yourself the Bitel to understand the sh- who the Shiltos is and what he's trying to do, and going through all the Gemara that he's quoting, and finding the Rishonim, and looking through the various Girsos, and being able to put that together in a way that is satisfying and actually does more than just putting little notes and going into your own pilpulim, but actually becoming the vivifying force of something else which is what he was trying to do. This was I'm an gathering an, you have an opinion on this. The, so the, the the point though is, is that therefore he said, you know, look, I could have probably used these same sort of stolid skills in watchmaking or whatever the profession it was. And what he was trying to say is you can apply yourself and this is what it was. Now, does that mean that Nitziv might have just been using it for dramatic effect? I think he was really responding to his... He knew people would be his critics, and in effect, he was really illustrating the path that he took. Now, again, you misrepresented me, Kalman, when you said that the person is like sitting there playing Second Life. I think that's what it's called, or I don't know what it is, but where you have this avatar that's this world that you didn't take. I'm not talking about doing that, and I never said that. What I said was that if you don't think that in the moments, like Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm sure had, and others when you wonder about the, the 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 difficulty of the life that you have whether it's illness whether it's jobs you didn't get whether it's a lack of involvement with people the way you want it whether it's the place you chose this is a, a method of coming to terms with your narrative and 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 part of it you're right it's 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 it's, it's speculative it's fantasy but I believe it's positive because you're right. It could lead someone, you're correct, to basically ignore his life and live this fantasy life where he's just dreaming about the choices they didn't make and and, and absolving himself of the responsibilities that he has. So you're correct. Doing this. Well, well said. Right. <laughs> Thank you for, for that. But and, and 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 you're right. You need to be careful. Because once you create this in such a vivid fashion, you might just sit there and dwell upon it and write this in your brain, and you're not taking care of what you need to do. I'm not, I, I am not advocating that. On the other hand, I think that if you just say, oh, that's the choice I made, and you don't think about it, it's going to come back to haunt you. These are things which we believe, and you're a strong guy. You're, you, I think in many ways you are tougher than I am. You have a certain type of energy and courage that I don't have. And maybe that's the reason why I think you can say, yeah, look, I made this choice and that's it. I'm not going to make myself nuts about it. I think people like myself represent most people. And most of them, in a way, worry and, and, and second guess. And in many ways, look back. At things, because things, as they get older, remind them of choices they made or didn 't make, and I think the better job we do with fictionalizing or thinking about what it would have been this way, and our brains let me say it better, our brains want us to come out with it with a happy ending, most of us want the two possibilities, just like in It's a Wonderful Life, to say, well, isn't it much better this way? Isn't it much better, despite the fact that you're not rich, despite the fact that you didn't go on the trip, that George Bailey doesn't go on the trip that he wanted to, didn't leave uh, Bedford Falls and go to a big city and really expand his mind. So he's able to come to terms with his life. And the the way we do that, I believe, is by, and even in Chazal, I'm going to go even further here. The world of of, of Adam, Ari, Shon, and Chava with no neshamas, right? Where or the neshamas are there, but in a big way, is this world that we can think about and say, you know what? This is the better velt. This velt is the better velt. And even as what we started with today, even maybe the velt without Moshe Rabbeinu in Eretz Yisrael is the better velt. Right.
0: Well, I, I, if I may, I throw in one more minor Chazal, if we have time for this. Um, There's a Gemara in Tainas, and uh, I'll just, I mean, you're familiar with this Gemara, but uh, for the sake of the listeners um, who may not be, the Gemara tells us a story of one of the Amoraim who just had a horrible life, really horrible. It's hard to describe how horrible his life was. And uh, he turned out, um, at some point, he had this conversation with the Almighty where where he says to hashem you know i i you know this is this is intolerable it's unacceptable to which hashem says to him listen if you want i can recreate the world and if if i recreate the world there is a chance that your life will be better to which he says there's a chance that's it there's a chance hashem says yes there's a chance that your life will be better to which he says well then have i lived most of my life am i uh, in, before or past half my life, which is interesting because that tells me that he was in that place. At a, We tend to think of our sages as being 70 or 80 years old. And, and I think that's a mistake that we create because we think of the rabbis of today being you know 70 and 80. And then we've talked about Rabbi Akiva being that old. But here he's at an age where he doesn't know if he's past half his life and with an age expectancy of those days. I mean, anyway, but he, he ends up not... To, but to me, the answer that Hashem gives him, that I can recreate, we tell ourselves there's a butterfly effect. If I can go back in time and 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 add one more car in front of my own car at a red light, then my entire future would be different because of the butterfly effect. And here Hashem says, I'll recreate the world, and there's a chance that things will turn out different. And I think that, that that's part of what this Gamar is trying to tell us is that even if the world was recreated, even if you got to do things over again, maybe they're different, but maybe they end up exactly where you are and because you are
1: where you need to be. Yeah, well, I think what you're saying is, really doesn't contradict what, what I was saying. I think from God's perspective, we know the Roths in Elion doesn't change, but the, the slight amount of alteration might be enough even though it's in your mind, to give you the gumption and the energy to soldier on and to soldier on with a sense of nachas ruach. And I think that's really, you know, what these exercises are about. And maybe that was true for Rav Pados as well. I think that the, um, you know, whatever moments, whatever he was uh, experiencing, this, his gallus that he had, is, which is, I guess, you know, it, sort of like it precedes Clarence, uh the angel you know being magala to uh right George Bailey.
0: A, sorry whatever you're doing you're ending up in the same place you can't just go back in time and 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 get hold of the infinity gauntlet and just snap your fingers again and bring everyone back that's cheating that's cheating you can't use time travel to solve problems unless you're in a world of time travel. But if you're creating a world of superheroes, you can't just introduce time travel. I think that's what we're doing. We fantasize about time travel and we fantasize it in a way that can bring us to an unhealthy place.
1: Yeah, well, like I say, Coleman, I think that in many ways, you know, I don't know who said it. Uh, It might've been um, a French philosopher who said this, that the past um, is always with us in fact, the past is not really the past. We are, in many ways, obviously from the Bona Shulam's, uh perspective, that there is no Zman is not Maghavim, but even for ourselves, you know, we, the, the past is always here. And I think the way we process that past, and the way it, it, we are able uh, to move on and make those steps, really depends on the agility of our minds to shape the narrative further. And and the imaginary faculties that God graced us with, we aren't just intellectual beings, common. We're not just uh, we're not just Data and Spock. We are. We have a lot of Kirk in us as well. And that and that ask, even Spock has a little human in him. Right, he's half human. But 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 we don't. And therefore, that part of us, and we don't want to become bones. We don't want to become McCoy. Because although McCoy deals with science, his emotions get the best of him all the time. But if we don't have Kirk's um, a, a sort of dramatic aspect of how change can happen through thinking of a scenario, we just make choices f- from a logician's point of view, I think that we, we, we err. And, and unless we feed... I to feed we... that, but our
0: debate is whether you, I'm saying you should use it all in your future. And,
1: and you're asking to introduce these uh, uh, imaginations we, into
0: your past.
1: Which well. is always there. And There is no past. That's the way we can end that. Well, Kalman, um, I think that uh, you know, we, we can also speculate what would have been had uh, we not uh, met so many, many years ago Had we not had that uh, encounter at the uh, Chicago center of Torah and Chesed and wondered, If he, Rav Kalman Warch, would ever have been my Chavrusa.
0: And uh, my Chavrusa, Rav Ram Kivalevitz, my my life wouldn't be the same in a uh, a very significant way without it. And that much I can say, but how it would have been different, I don't know, but I'm glad you are my Chavrusa. Well,
1: maybe we'll discuss afterwards. That reality, and you'll see how much better you are from the fact that we were able to meet. Take care, everybody. Be well. Sweet dreams. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.